All right, welcome on in to the AI Podcast, Week 44, Part 2. Austin Coates live in Kansas City, Missouri, with Isaiah Sanders, who is coming to us from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, here to go over kind of, uh, you know, the game that we uh, saw today, Chiefs and Bills, and kind of get some early thoughts out there on this one. Isaiah, how how has the uh, past week and uh, the Sunday of football treated you? Well, Sunday football certainly could have treated me a little bit better uh, after that Bills game. Um, you know, I both said it. We thought the Bills had a good shot to win this game, probably should have won this game, and they pulled through. Um, we, we did a lot, a lot of good things, putting pressure on Josh Allen. He just made a lot of incredible plays. Um, Steve, Steve Spagnuolo probably go, does need to go to, like, a man coverage anonymous meeting. Um, because he has an addiction to man coverage. Oh, yeah. And that was where we saw Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen take advantage of some one-on-one matchups with against rookie corners. It's one thing to play man coverage, you know, when you have a guy like Marcus Peters um, or even Charveris Ward, but we were relying on, like, Brian Cook and Jalen Williams to go one-on-one with – um, Stephon Diggs, who's an all-pro wide receiver, and Gabe Davis, who torched us for three touchdowns um, last year in the playoffs. So uh, don't know about that recipe, um, but here we are. So, Yeah, and I, I'm with you there on that. Of course, the Chiefs falling to the Bills 24-20 today. Um, my thing about that is, you know, Trent McDuffie, coming off a hamstring, which of course you want to, you know, give him as much rest as possible um, because that's an injury that can last an entire season, if not properly healed. Um, Yeah. I don't want to aggravate that. Yeah. So I get the decision to rest him this week, but it definitely showed Um, Rashad Fenton also out, which that's also, uh, that might've been a good thing for the chiefs because the chiefs, I don't (laughs) think had a single defensive holding penalty called on him all game. Um, so, but yeah, uh, Jalen Watson and, um, the other guy's name escapes me. He's fourth rounder corner that just made his debut today. Um, Um, are you talking about Brian Cook? Are you talking about, um, oh, you're tough. Like he's a corner. Nazi Johnson. Um, Josh Williams. Josh Williams. I don't think he made his debut today, yeah, but, but uh, he was on spotlight yeah. today because he because <laughs> he had the task of guarding mm-hmm. either Davis or Diggs, and Diggs is the one that got us this game. Ten for one forty eight for him. Um, but you know what can you yep. do? That Gabe Davis touchdown pass was put in the bread basket. Uh, no, same with the big Diggs one. Yeah, yeah it, there's the two money. great throws that I don't think even the best corner in the league would have had a chance at at getting those without a penalty. And, uh, of course, the the throw to Davis, that big looping one down the sideline, I thought for sure he overthrew him, um, you know, judging by how the ball was flying. And I think Allen was hit on the play too. But uh, it was a really good throw. Got a hats off to him. He had a great game, and he showed that he's one of the best quarterbacks in this league. Um, now, one thing I want to get your thoughts on here is the offensive game plan. Uh, that kind of went into this game. For whatever reason, watching this game, I found myself getting increasingly more frustrated 
when we were on offense watching some of the stuff we were doing and then turning around and seeing Buffalo essentially have their way to a certain extent. Um, I don't know if it's just a matter of the Bills defense is obviously, you know, head and shoulders better than the Chiefs. They're number one, number two in the league, whatever it is. Um, I just don't know if, you know, Kansas City has a lack of go up and get it wide receivers um, on their team. But it seems like Kansas City, there was only one person who was getting real separation, and that was Travis Kelsey. Um, yep. Whereas every time Buffalo is throwing a ball, I mean, I'm fully expecting it to be a completed pass because of <laughs> because of the caliber of players that they have. Um, but as far as the Chiefs' offense is concerned, there was one point in the game, I believe it was second to last drive. Chiefs are up twenty to seventeen. We've got the ball back mm-hmm. after Buffalo just went for it on fourth down and didn't convert. And we run two plays. The first one may have been a run. The second one was a wide receiver swing route at the line of scrimmage that got blown up. And then the third one, Mahomes took a sack. It's like yep. those are the drives where you have to do something and the play calling and execution just wasn't there. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on the Chiefs offensive game plan as a whole, you know, for the whole game. And I wasn't too overly impressed by it myself. Yeah, so I don't think there was necessarily anything wrong with the game plan. I think generally the Chiefs were sticking to what they've had a lot of success with this year. Um, You know, obviously Kelsey was heavily involved. Now they couldn't run the ball at all. Now That was something we talked about. We were curious how they would do in the running game. They never really tried to get anything going. And, of course, we talk about wanting to see Jerk McKinnon more involved. It's two carries on the day. Um, So this was back to Clyde, and he had nine carries for 33 yards. And so the running game was missing. And any time the team knows you can't run the ball, um, it's going to hurt you in the passing game. Like, I mean, the Chiefs can get away with a lot because of Patrick Mahomes, because of Travis Kelsey. They don't need to rely on the run. But when the other team knows that you're not going to have any success, like that tells the pass rushers they don't have to worry about, you know, defeating a block um, to get inside to stop a run. They can pin their ears back, get after the quarterback. And obviously when you've got Bob Miller on the other side, that's going to lead to an advantage. And then the other thing that was huge, this was really the first week outside of the Colts game that the Chiefs weren't very successful on third down. Um, the Chiefs offense honestly has been pretty reliant on success on third down, which when you're converting 50 or 6%, 50 or 6% of your third downs, um, you're going to win a lot of football games. And today yeah. they were just four of 11. Um, they did go one for one on fourth, but that was huge because the Bills did some good things on first and second down, got the Chiefs into those third and long scenarios, third and seven plus, which I think they even put up on the, on the, during the game, like Chief, I believe 56 percentage on third and seven plus, which was the highest in the league. But the Bills were able to sit back in zone coverage a little bit and get pressure with sending, you know, just four. Um, they blitz a couple times, but 
that pass rush, I think, really impacted us. Um, and so, again, I don't have a huge qualm with the game plan. Um, Patrick Mahomes made some questionable decisions, especially that first drive. And they drove down all the way to the goal line. And then he just BS. MVS, but he was also by two guys. Like Patrick shouldn't at that point like to eat it the ball out of bounds um, rather than risking a play there on third and goal. So that cost us points. The missed field goal cost us points. Um, so again, don't think it was necessarily a bad game plan, just lacked some execution in some areas. So yeah, I agree. The first the first drive is what stands out to me. Uh, getting a little greedy there. Um, clearly nothing was there. Mahomes was extending the play as he always does, rolling to his right. I mean, freaking basically mm-hmm. out of bounds when he threw the ball. At that point, you know, you just got to yeah. throw it into the ground or you just got to throw it into the first row. You know, mm-hmm. you got Harrison Bucker coming back. Yeah, Mahomes makes his living on those plays. Like, there's so many plays where Mahomes extends the play, and we see a miraculous throw. Even that sidearm um, to MBS that didn't count. Like, that's, you know, he's doing extra yep. there. Yep. And um, um, and so he makes his living off, but there are those situations where it's going to result in a negative play, and ultimately those got the better of us with um, those two interceptions and a missed field goal. So Yeah, that's kind of the, the drawback, or if it's not a drawback, that's kind of you know what comes with Patrick Mahomes. He, he's so aggressive in that he wants to complete it at any cost, but at some point in time, and this is something, you know, this is a problem that I've had with quarterback play last year with the Chiefs, with Mahomes, is not knowing when to just throw the ball away and live to see another day. Heck, even if he takes a sack there, it's not the worst thing in the world. We're still going to kick a field goal. Um, yep. You know, ultimately, I don't think that determined the outcome of the game. But <clears throat> what I did kind of want to talk about uh, defensively, for all intents and purposes, and the personnel that the Chiefs were running out there against the Bills, especially at the cornerback position, I think they did a fairly decent job. Um, there wasn't like we saw in that first meeting last year where the Bills had all these big plays. Um, mm-hmm. Something that was very frustrating to see is the success that the Buffalo Bills were having running the ball on first down. I mean, I swear that uh, Devin Singletary had to have been averaging, you know, six to seven yards per carry on first down because it seems like they would hand it off to him on first down. He'd push forward for six plus yards. And now they're set up with essentially, you know, if you're in between the 40s, it's four down territory for those guys. Um, you just know that. And um, just giving them the short yarded situations and uh, given the mobility of Josh Allen as well, he did escape the pocket a couple of times where I thought for sure that the Chiefs were going to have their hands on him. But um, how about. <laughs> You know, last week, Chris Jones is the victim of the worst call (laughs) that I've ever seen in my life. And this week, he is the beneficiary of the referee learning from Carl Sheffers and swallowing his whistle. Uh, 
I mean, that was a clear trip of Josh Allen and should have been. Just a very casual tripping uh, of the quarterback. Certainly got away with one there, which he was due for some good grace from the officials oh, after sure. the past couple of weeks. So I'll take it. And I just wish it was a little bit more. I really thought once we got that sack that we had a good chance to win that ball game. Um, but yep. yeah, and overall, I mean, I'm with you. I think the defense played pretty well. Like we talked about, it was, you know, don't necessarily love leaving those rookie corners in some one-on-one situations. But overall, you know, we limited most of the big plays. You know, he definitely hit digs on some, you know, 20-plus plays. But um, the tackling, I thought, was solid overall. Um, Obviously, Singletary had some good runs, um, and that was frustrating. Uh, But we are getting uh, Nick Bolton um, or uh, Willie Gay back next week. Um, So that'll be – for the run defense um yeah just did not do enough um in the secondary but i saw a lot of good rallying tackles like bills would catch it we'd be right there on top of it so this is obviously a well-coached unit um by spags it's just get away with like i'm gonna beat a dead horse but can't get away with man coverage all day against josh allen Um, and we just needed to finish some plays they had some good pressures dialed up um but josh allen's gotten a little bit better about knowing when those are coming um they overwhelmed him you know two years ago in the playoffs where they just blitzed Mm -hmm. him um they almost blitzed him all the way back to wyoming (laughs) um but uh, he certainly improved as a passer and being aware of those pressures and being able to get rid of the football and just he's an athletic freak. So, yeah, just great game overall by Josh. Three touchdowns and just the amount of sacks he got away from was ridiculous today. Yeah, and, um, you know, the linebackers played great. Nick Bolton is turning to, turning out to be one of the top five linebackers in the league. He's just so fast and gets to the to the point of attack. Um the guy that's playing in place of Willie Gay Harris um played great as well for a second straight week, mm-hmm. I thought. Um and you know it's gonna be a great asset to add Willie Gay back to this linebacking core and provide some, you know, sideline to sideline speed. Um but yeah, overall, you know, I thought the defense was better than expected and they're they're doing what we expected them to be in fact in my opinion they they're overperforming from what my expectation was at the beginning of the year which was you know give me a defense that is in the uh, 10 to 20 ranked right you know the the middle of the pack mm-hmm. you know more more than more likely than I- not in the 15 to 20 spots um but i'm on a website right now i don't know it's it's called Sports Knot. I don't know how reliable their ranking system is, but they have the Kansas City Chiefs after week six as being tenth, and they're down one spot from nine. So <laughs> that's kind of surprising that's to interesting. me. I'd probably I'd probably still have us uh, middle, more so around that fifteen. It's kind of how I feel defense right now because yep. um, we're they played again. They played pretty well today, only giving up twenty four Jalen. Um, hopefully they'll be able to take advantage of Jimmy Garoppolo this next. We'll talk about that later. 
Yep. Hopefully so. With that, we'll close the books on week six for the Chiefs game. And we'll go ahead and move on and talk about some of these other games that happened during the day. Um, first one that I want to address uh, has got to be the New York New York football giants and the Baltimore Ravens. And um, I think I'm ready to take the New York Giants seriously. I mean, they're 5-1. and one. The Ravens aren't a bad team. Uh, their only loss is to the Dallas Cowboys, who are just getting beat down. Um, it's a little closer now in the third quarter as we record on Sunday night. Um, but, you know, I think the Giants in that NFC East, uh, it's a pretty close division, and I think they've really improved, uh, you know, over the last year. And I think you can can attribute a lot of that to the head coach that they hired and Wink Martindale uh, coming over from Baltimore to be their D.C. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is an outstanding group of coaches. Um, and because objectively, I think the Ravens played a better football game, you know, on the ground. And uh, teams do not all yards and still lose the ball game. I don't have the um, exact analytics behind that, but if you're going <laughs> to run the ball for 200 yards in the NFL, you're, you're uh, dominating um, up front. Oh, yeah. Jackson was running around, but it was uh, it was turnovers at the end of the day that really got the Ravens um, somehow just in this game. Um, and it was uh, late there at the end, you know, Baltimore had the ball, had a chance to close out the game, just over six minutes left, and um, they get a penalty for legal action, backs the Ravens up third and five, and then Lamar ends up throwing um, on their side of the field, and that sets the Giants up, you know, in the red zone, and the Giants take advantage and go score. Um so just credit to this Giants team. And what's crazy to me is they're getting this, this done with no wide receiving help. Oh, no. Like their loser today was Daniel Bellinger. And, like, their fourth round, I think he was maybe picked him earlier, but Wondell Robinson, Kentucky, like, he, he was a rookie that, you know, wasn't supposed to necessarily have a huge role in this offense. Um I mean, Darius Slayton had one catch, but, you know, they, this is a team that has Kenny Galladay, who's not done anything for them, um, as well as, gosh, who's their Kadarius um, Tony. first round? Kadarius Tony has been hurt. And, I mean, they've got wins against the Ravens, the Packers, the Titans, and lost close Cowboys. Um, and, I mean, the Giants go on to play the Jaguars, the and the Lions, like they could very easily be nine and one. Yeah, that's um, crazy. After that, after that stretch, that's not crazy to say right now. They might be, you know, underdogs at the Jaguars, but first Texans versus all three of those games for sure. So look out for. The Giants and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones won't be the quarterback next year, <laughs> but he's going to stop them from getting a top pick. Uh, yeah, and you know that kind of that kind of makes you wonder what direction they're looking to go at. They're going to have to sign somebody 
uh, on a free agent contract. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's talk about the counterparts that share the stadium with the New York Giants, and that's the New York Jets. Um, they went into Lambeau Field and molly uh the Green Bay Packers, who are just they're abysmal right now. I'll tell you what, and I don't know that I'm you know completely ready to write them off, so to speak. They are three and three. Um, but I will tell you, they're playing some poor football and, uh, it makes you wonder whether Aaron Rodgers made the right decision (laughs) for his personal enjoyment of coming Mm -hmm. back. I mean, but who's going to say no to the kind of money, you know, regardless, but Zach Wilson only threw for 110 in this game. Brees Hall ran for 116. Aaron Rodgers throws for 246. I mean, these are the receivers that the Green Bay Packers are trotting out there. Robert Tunyon, Alan Lazard, Romeo Dubs, Amari Rogers, and of course he's got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Uh, also has you know, Randall Cobb, who's got to be about 50 years old by this time. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, the Packers just don't look like they're any good this year. Their defense isn't, isn't really that good. I mean, I don't think the Jets – despite their record at being four and two are a great football team. Like I think the jets probably finish about 500 at best. Um, so curious to think about, or curious to hear about what you think about this. I mean, this was one for 11 on third down pack for 16. So you're talking overall combined. Um, really, the difference maker here is special teams. Um, the Jack field goal, as well as a block punt for a touchdown. Um, I mean, coaches talk about it all the time. It's all three phases, and the Jets easily won special teams today. Um, you know, they had a four-play drive uh, right after half um, at the Packers. You know, they got not three and out, but they got one first down and then basically went three and out after that. Um, Zach Wilson hits a big play to Corey Davis on back-to-back throws, and then they get an end around to Braxton Berrios, and they follow that up with that block punt for a touchdown, and that makes um, – and tell you, Zach Wilson, he's not playing great, but uh, in playing well. So credit to Robert Sala in this unit. Uh, I still don't think the Jets are a great team, obviously. Um, they had to rely on a couple special teams plays in this one, and Zach Wilson was only 10 for, for 110 yards. Uh, it's going to be tough to win a lot of games doing that. And, but still got to give him credit, getting a win against the Packers, even with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers' limited weapons, still impressive for a pretty young Jets team to go into Lambeau and get a victory here. But, no, I don't, I don't view the Jets as viable um, for the playoffs or anything like that. Um, they got away with one here in Green Bay, but um, being one for 11 on third downs uh, kind of shows where their offense is at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're going to play Buffalo here in the upcoming weeks and. <laughs> I think Buffalo is just going to obliterate them. So, um, yeah, I'm not not high on them at all. I think they're a little fake right now. But uh, 
yeah, that's about it for this episode. We uh, will be back on Thursday. Tune in as uh, we get you ready to go for the Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. We'll talk to you then.